All right, guys, y'all show some love to the sponsors of the Straight Out of Prison podcast. Our friend Keely Brown runs her family-owned HVAC Home and Commercial Services. Is your system ready for the summer? Schedule a system checkup or reprogram your thermostat. They offer residential and commercial, at home or at work. They really do what they say, and they say what they do. Our family serving your family has been their core value since day one. Their founder and owner, Mr. Robert Holland, made sure the foundation of Home and Commercial Services was and is integrity. Now, remember, Haley, we, we catered an event last December where he was a part of the group that we were feeding. But it was interesting to learn that when he was a young man, when he first started in the HVAC business, Mr. Holland actually got in trouble with, for not adding new parts that the people didn't need. And they were like, why didn't you sell the parts? And he was like, because I could fix them. And they were like, no, no, you're... you're you're doing it wrong. Like you just got to put new parts. And he was like, but they didn't need new parts. And it bugged him so much that he went out and started his own business. And that's the foundation of home and commercial services. And we can attest to that personally. I mean, they've done so much stuff for us. It's crazy. I love that story. And I think it speaks to obviously his integrity and what he's built his business on that integrity. Right now, the most economical service they offer is their annual residential service agreement. For $150, you'll get two annual checkups, and that's for one system. If if it's an additional system, it's 25% off. Anyways, the annual contract includes priority service, normal rates for after-hour service, 10% discount on any repairs, and a 5% discount on any new installations. It's a good deal especially with the heat of the summer coming. Home and Commercial Services works on all name brands of heating and air conditioning units, gas furnaces, heat pumps, walk-in coolers, and smart thermostats. No job is too big or too small. Call or text Keely at 205-798-0635. Or you can email at office at Holland hcs.com you can look up holland home and commercial services on instagram for daily tips and more or you can check out their website hollandhcs.com we have some amazing friends and supporters of the podcast Lynn and Debbie Hurst, who own Hurst Towing and Recovery in Fultondale and Hayden, Alabama. They serve the Jefferson, Blunt, and surrounding counties. They tow light and heavy-duty vehicles, and they're always there to help. We wouldn't call anybody else. We would never call anybody else, and that's a fact. Would you like to work for an amazing company that treats their employees like family? The Hearst are hiring. Full and part-time positions. Give them a call today. Hearst Towing is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They've been in our area since January of 1987. They have a heart to serve and they love making an impact in the communities they grew up in. The Hearst definitely make a difference in our world. And they have definitely made a difference in our lives. Dispatchers are always ready to receive calls at 205-631-8697. That is 205-631-TOWS, T-O-W-S. <laughs> you, get, you get me every time I, with the toes. <laughs> <laughs> or check out their website at hearsttowing.com. Now, y'all know James from the podcast, but he also is an amazing cook and private chef. I can attest to that personally. I've had many years of experience in food, just working in, managing, and even owning a couple restaurants. One of his greatest passions is preparing delicious food. You know, if somebody's going through something or through a hard time and you don't know what to do, you can always cook for them. Or you can always call me and I'll cook for them. It's, it really, it's a it's a great way to love people. That journey started early in his beloved granny's kitchen. She was the one that, you know, was always cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She was a Southern belle. She made everything taste good, and I didn't always, sorry, Mom, get that at home. <laughs> but uh, granny taught me how to cook, and I've never looked back from that. James is a Fox 6 Good Day Alabama monthly contributor. It's one of the honors of my life. I love cooking on TV. I love hearing the feedback. I love going in there and having people email me and ask questions. It's just, it's fun. And his peanut butter cobbler recipe was featured on the Food Network show, Carnival Eats. That was kind of a big deal. I mean, it was, uh, it wasn't like I got paid for it, but it was uh, a lot of exposure and it was really fun. Head over to chefjameskjones.com to join our email list. Once you do that, you can stay updated on everything that we're doing. CrossFit Mophobia is owned and operated by Hayden Setzer. Hayden has a degree in exercise science and wellness with a minor in coaching. She is CrossFit Level 2 certified and Precision Nutrition certified. CrossFit Mophobia is located at 222 Decatur Highway in Gardendale, Alabama. Email CrossFitMophobiaInfo at gmail.com or call or text 256-303-1873. Or you can look up everything she does on Facebook and Instagram. CrossFit Mophobia.
Hey guys, Team Jones here. Summer is underway and we are excited about the camps we are doing this year. I'm hosting a cooking camp. And I'm hosting a confidence camp for girls. Head over to campjones.co for more info. Or to register. And we'll also put all that in the show notes. James's YouTube channel is also catching fire. We've even added the first two seasons of the Straight Out of Prison podcast, which has opened us up to a totally new audience. Look up Chef James K. Jones on YouTube. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so you never miss a recipe or a podcast. Thank you for your support and thanks so much for being a part of our story. It's time to get real. Real talk from a real married couple about real life. From fights and arguments, raising kids, finances, dieting, get in my belly, religion. If it really happens in the real world, you'll really hear it right here. It's not the highlight reel. It's the for real reel with your hosts who are keeping it real every day, James and Haley Jones. Well, hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the for real reel. My name is James K. Jones and this is what is really happening this week. And this is Haley Jones, and like he said, this is what's really happening. Like, really happening. Yeah, she's like smirking at me for the way I say, welcome to the For Real Real. That's what's well, really happening. Well, what's funny is that Lula watches my videos sometimes, the ones that I put on social media for my coaching stuff. Yeah. She's like, Mom, you sound so sassy on those videos. <laughs> like, she said I? sassy? She said sassy. I was like, I don't think I... She's like, well, maybe not sassy, but it's not really exactly how you sound really. <laughs> really? <laughs> I know. I was surprised too, but... Anyway, but I do think like anytime you do this, you kind of take on either a new voice or something that you don't even realize you're doing. Yeah, I like the little, um, I think my favorite one to say is when we're doing Alec Priola's ad, when you get oh, to the end. Oh, I know what you're going to say. He has an ML, NMLS number. And then you have you have to end. It's a legal thing. You have to end the ad with Assurance Financial is the equal housing lender. <laughs> NMLS number. That's you know. It's funny you say that because one person even asked us like, "Do you? Can you? Do you do coaching on um, what did she call it? Voices or like?" Really? Yeah, something like that. I was like, I was no. so confused at what she was talking about. And then finally, I, re- I realized. The more you do stuff, you get to play with it. Like the uh, we taped the ads for June. Yesterday and this morning, I was listening to them on the live podcast because sometimes they change a little bit just to make sure you know I need to tweak anything. Yeah, and Lou was like, "Daddy, I love how you say CrossFit my phobia, my phobia." <laughs> so she was walking around the house all morning saying my phobia. That's funny. Well, I do think we need to talk about we have a new recording space. Well, we're <laughs> testing it out. We yeah, we're testing out. We brought. Our microphone and equipment stuff, and by we, I said you, <laughs> brought it from downstairs to upstairs. We're now in our like home office, yes, which has windows, which is kind of nice. Um, really, the reason why I did it, we did the Smith Variety podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that last week? Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, when we bring people in our house that we don't know, it's one thing if they're your friends or if you know them, we're comfortable with them. <laughs> Follow me downstairs. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like it's not, if it were me, I would walk around, but you don't like to do that. You like to take them down that rickety spiral staircase. Well, yeah, because that's the most efficient way to go downstairs. I don't know. It just seems like a lot. And then, you know, my mom lives down there now, so I don't know. I just felt like this is not very professional for us to do like this. And today I thought, why don't we just test this out and see if this will work? And just keeping it real, since this is the for real real, I've been dying to clean off this desk in this office since you've been up here working anyway. So. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, he did all that. So I came home from a meeting that I have early on Tuesday mornings. Surprised to hear you talking in the office. I'm like, oh, he never was like hanging out in the office. And then I came in and it was all cleared out and the microphones were up. I said, oh. We're ready to go. We're doing a new thing. Well, it's also the new thing that we're doing with the YouTube. It is... I still don't understand why people would listen to a podcast on YouTube, but they're, they are. Um, See, I think it makes perfect sense because people just click on it from their social media. 
They can do that with any podcast. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I get it. Well, I don't even know if I've said what I'm doing. I'm on my YouTube channel, which is a cooking channel. I've got a playlist for, I put up the first two seasons of the Straight Out of Prison podcast, and we're reaching an audience that was in reach before. I guess they don't listen to podcasts, but they play YouTube videos. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. But it's not us live doing it. It's the audio that's on the podcast, and then... I'm adding in pictures and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. I just don't really understand it, but I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. So, but it gave me the thought, especially for the For Real Real, maybe we should just set the camera up and do it like that. Mm-hmm. But down in the basement, it's kind of dark, and this would be a great place to go live. Yeah. So video. here we are, <laughs> live-ish, because <laughs> yeah. you got to edit before it goes out. But yeah, so we're up here, and... I think it's kind of appropriate because we're just talking about our summer days. Oh, yeah. People's summer days. So summer for me this year has felt totally different than summer last year or even the year before. Why? Because those two years I've almost dreaded, this is going to sound terrible, but I've dreaded like the kids being home all the time. Not because I don't enjoy them being home, but because I feel stress to work and then when I'm working and they're here I feel guilty when I'm not engaging and it just creates this spiral of emotion can I say what you do a mental energy what in short-term redneck language what you feel bad for working which is crazy I do it is insane here's the deal this year though I don't know I just felt like I got this like peace and like readiness I'm gonna plan it out I'm gonna decide yeah we're gonna do fun things and we're just and I don't know I just kind of like took the bull by the horn on the front end with summer. Yeah. And it just is a totally different vibe, and I'm very thankful for it. I mean, not that it's perfect, but I still feel bad sometimes. Well, here's the truth. When I was growing up, I was on my own in the summertime. <laughs> I might have had like a we'll go to Six Flags one time, but from the moment that school let out until it was let back in, you know, I just had to figure it out. I entertained myself. Uh, I, you know, there's swimming and stuff like that. But our kids do more in a week than as far as activity, planned activities than I did in an entire summer, ever. Well, now that you're saying that, and literally I have not thought about this until now. We're talking about my mom was very intentional about the summer yeah. days. And, you know, we took trips and met friends and went to parks. And she was just, and so I guess that is where, about it. where it's coming from of feeling like, okay, I need to do. But that is funny that that hasn't even been a conscious thought to me <laughs> until right now that's when you it, said that. That's what you know. Yeah. But your mom was blessed. And that your dad took care of her, yeah. or, you know, y'all. And she was a housewife, so she had that. My mom, honestly, most of my summer, she was working third shift in a cotton mill to, yeah. to buy my school clothes Gosh, and keep me fed. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, our worlds were so different. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. It um, is. It's crazy how two lives collide. I know. And now we're. One family. Yeah. And our kids don't know anything different. Yeah. So that's neat. That is neat. (laughs) I love summertime. Um, Thinking about summer's past. So my friend Matt and I were talking about your mom guilt about Mm -hmm. (laughs) not having enough activities. I'm like, they do something every day. I mean, it's not like, it's just like she wants to be doing something all the time, I guess. And he said, well, when I was a kid, I didn't even want nobody to mess with me. Just give me my Nintendo and my headphones, and I'll see you when school starts. And it made me think today when I was preparing for this, there was one summer, it was the summer of the 10th grade, that I had a Nintendo. And this was before video games were even big. Mm -hmm. And I literally played Mario Brothers the entire summer. And I don't... I can't think of anything else I did. Really? But they, I mean, my mom let me. Well, she had to work and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what a waste that is. Just crazy time. And now I got Lula. She wants a video game. And I've already told her we're not doing, you're lucky you get an iPad. (laughs) Um, And, you know, even that's limited. Yeah. But we're not getting video games. And she was like, why, Dad? And I told her, you know, I feel like I wasted a lot of my childhood playing video games. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, I want you to experience life and, you know, everything has to offer. Right. It's kind of a funny story. I worked with a guy that was real big into video games. Well, when I was at Leonardo's, he was actually one of my. I actually love this story. Top producers. Keep going. He, uh, 
was always telling me about, I don't remember if it was Xbox or PlayStation, and they were both a thing. Right. So to this day, I've never played either one of them. Well, give people an idea. What what year was this? This was like 2004, 2005. Okay. So he was always telling me about these games that he played every night when he went home. And I was single. You know, I was working all the time, but, you Mm -hmm. know, I was, you know, two or three years out of prison. I still had a lot of stuff I was trying to accomplish, plenty that I was trying to get done. And kind of like now, there's there's never enough time to, you know, do everything you want to do. And I had a lot in front of me, a lot to do. And him telling me about these video games, I'd always tell him, you know, my first video game was an Atari, and it wasn't the Atari that you know. It was the one from the late 70s, early 80s. It was the OG. (laughs) (laughs) It was literally a black and white screen with dots on it, Mm -hmm. and it was a Pac-Man that didn't even move, didn't even munch his mouth. and uh, Didn't even pack. (laughs) (laughs) He just appeared to pack. (laughs) That and a uh, uh, Space Invaders, where you were shooting down asteroids trying to come at you and then there was a coleco vision which was pretty cool it's more computerized and that was in between when the nintendo came out and that was mario brothers and all that stuff and that was the last thing i'd ever played other than like video games at the arcade so he talked to me so much about these games that i said i want to get a playstation or xbox i can't remember what it was mm-hmm. so we made a, a a time for him to go with me to best buy and we spent like two and a half hours in Best because he was like one of those gamers. He knew everything. And he wasn't trying to push push it on me. I I asked him to yeah, come with me. Yeah, you showed interest. I wanted, I wanted him to help me pick out what I needed and pick out two or three games. So we get in there. We're in there two or three hours, pick out the games I want. I'm getting up there to pay for it. And Jesus spoke to me. <laughs> he said, if you buy this video game, you're going to spend all your time playing video games, and you're going to miss what I have for you. And I was like... I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you rebuking? The voice or the video game? (laughs) The voice. Okay. (laughs) So it took me a minute. It was like maybe 10 minutes before I realized this is God speaking to me, and I don't need to to go down this road with video games. Mm -hmm. Not that if you play video games, it's wrong, just for me. For you. This was just for me. Yeah. I hate it when people do that and then say, nobody should play video games. That's not what I'm saying. So I looked at my friend Josh, who was not a believer and was kind of anti-church, anti, you know, any kind of organized religion. And I said, you're not going to understand this and you're, you're going to (laughs) think, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I can't, I can't buy the stuff. And he was like, what? You know, we've been here for two hours. And I said, well, Jesus spoke to me. And I'm not supposed to, so I just can't. And it was the hardest <laughs> thing in the world for me to say that to him because I look like a fool. Right. But I know I know it was it was clear. I mean, even Christians that <laughs> when you say that sometimes like, Well Jesus said to me, they're like, Okay, I can imagine. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, from the first night that I experienced God's presence, I heard his voice and it wasn't like an audible voice, it was just a knowing. <laughs> and I've never not heard his voice. And I don't care if you don't believe me. I just love to see that guy's face though when you said it was. That. Well, you should see my face. I was. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna be this weirdo Christian church boy. Um, but I didn't buy it, and I've never looked back. Yeah. And I used to try to find things to do that were fun, that were on the edge. Like, like what? Like gambling. Oh, okay. Because you know, some people say you ain't supposed to gamble. And then it's like, well, you we're... ain't supposed to gamble. <laughs> no, well, the church I Baby, grew up in. I'm making fun of what you're saying. You ain't supposed to gamble. When I was, I'm just talking, girl. <laughs> when I was growing up in the Free Will Baptist Church, my mima would not even play bingo because that was gambling. And I mean, it's a game. It's bingo. Come give me a break. See, I don't get all that. I didn't grow up with that. I don't either. But. When they tell you that you can't gamble, I'm like, well, show me in the Bible where it says that. Because, I mean, if it says it, I'll, I'll go along with it. But they, the only thing they could come up with was that when Jesus was crucified, the Roman soldiers rolled dice to choose who got his clothes. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's all you got? <laughs> <laughs> so there was a little place down in Wetumpka on the Indian Reservation sometime in the early 2000s that opened up. And because that's a federal land or mm-hmm. Indian set-aside land, reservation, however you t- call it, it was legal for them to put slot machines on that land and run it. 
So the first time I went down there, there was like two double wide trailers pushed together. And I love playing the slot machine and it's fun. I've never lost any money gambling, playing like that, that I didn't, couldn't lose because I had a rule. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go play the slots, I'm going to set aside $50, $100, whatever I'm going to spend. And if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So it was always fun to me. But there was somewhere, I think it was right before I met you. Like I used to go down to Wetumpka, but you know, fast forward 10 years, you look at, they got hotels and buffets and, you know, they take right. everybody's money. All right. <laughs> but I felt like Jesus said, um, I know you think this is fun, but it's time to get a new definition of fun. And I've never gambled again since then. Yeah. I mean, it's just simple as that. Little stuff like that. I don't even know why I'm... How do, <laughs> how do we get here? We're talking about summertime. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking <laughs> that. I'm like, now we're talking about gambling. and Oh, because the video no, I'm games just talking about just summer. hearing. Yeah. Like, if you hear God speak to you, I believe He's always speaking to us. Yeah. And if we just listen. Mm-hmm. And especially if we find ourselves in a situation we don't need to be in. Right. Then just listen. Yeah. And do the next thing. It ain't it ain't uh, rocket surgery. Yeah. Rock. <laughs> We <laughs> I mean, okay. say rocket science, or they say brain, it ain't rocket science, or it ain't brain surgery. Yeah, I'm just combining them. Okay, it ain't rocket surgery. We'll be right back. Head over to our YouTube channel for recipes, podcasts, and now we're even live streaming stuff to give you guys real glimpses into our daily lives. Yikes. You'll also be able to see the podcast behind the scenes and unedited live streams. We've added the first five seasons of the Straight Out of Prison podcast, and even if you've listened to all of them, check out the video format to see pictures, behind the scenes, and a whole lot more. And while you're there, please hit the subscribe button. It won't cost you anything, but it does help us reach our goals to reach a larger audience. Look up Chef James K. Jones on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a recipe or a podcast. For exclusive content, download the Patreon app and look up Team Jones Media. You'll find many levels of subscriptions, but all levels have one feature. You'll get early access to all of our podcast platforms, and they're completely free from ads. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for all your support, all your encouragement, and thank you for being a part of our story. So back to summer. These are really yes. good topics, but we're talking about summer. So that was this, a random rabbit trail. I know that, <laughs> but you were in it to win it, so I just I let it ride. Usually, you're so, the one taking us down those trails. Um, so we have. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but next week is the confidence camp, the first one. Yeah, I want to talk about the camp. And then next month, so there's still time to sign up for the cooking camp. It's happening next month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's actually three different ones: elementary, third through fifth grade, middle school, and high school, and. You're excited about that. I'm excited about that. I'm stoked about it. And I think the biggest thing that it kind of makes me sad, but it kind of drives home a narrative that I believe that is biblical and that I do with my kids, is that you don't try to nurture your kids into being what you want them to be. You find out how they're wired and allow them to grow into their God-given person that God created them to be. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was always excited about food. Like, Mm -hmm. I love to cook. I didn't even have to eat it. I just love cooking. Yeah. And, you know, some of that had may have had to do with nurture. When I was a baby, my parents moved in with my granny. They lived in the basement. She babysitted me, you know, for the first four or five years of my life. Mm -hmm. But she was old school Southern. She was always in the kitchen cooking. So she said I was bad. (laughs) So she couldn't let me wander around or I'd get into something or hurt myself. So she always kept me in the kitchen with her. I mean, I have pictures of my toddler rolling out biscuits and doing stuff with Granny. So I was always in the kitchen with her, so that may have something to do with it. But I always wanted to know how you got it to taste like that. And she would teach me. And then I never, you know, we moved to Alabama when I was 12. I never stopped cooking. That was always something I always want, was interested in wanting to do. But my cousins made fun of me for it. And they called me a sissy. And, you know, you'd rather be, all, you'd rather be up in there with all the women folk than out here playing football. And it's like... 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm doing something I want to do. That's true. Yeah, they smell better, y'all. Y'all stink. <laughs> <laughs> but fast forward now, what's that? 30, 40 years later, the majority of the kids that have signed up for this cooking camp are boys. Yeah. And I met a lady at church last week that was telling me her grandson was coming, and he saw me cook on Fox 6, and he's just so excited because his life dream is to be a chef, and he already cooks and all that stuff. And I just, um, I'm just, I can't wait. Well, and, and most people wouldn't know this about you necessarily, but one of your main gifts is a teacher to be like teaching. Spiritual gifts, yeah. Yeah. So, you and I, you know, I've seen that you do have an ability to uh, teach, like bring mm-hmm. in things like in ways that people can understand and bring in context, I think. And yeah. so I'm excited to see you do that. I mean, you've done it before in different capacities, mm-hmm. but... I'm particularly, I think, passionate about kids in this age because it's such a malleable age and so many things are happening just in our world, speaking to their identity. And I'm just excited to have, honestly, young people Mm -hmm. in our home that we can just... Influence. I, we always influence. Thank you. I was about to say. Yeah. I was about to say pour into. Don't say that. <laughs> but that. Don't say pour that's into. That's a word me and James make fun. I mean, it's a good word to say. Oh, you know, he's it's pouring. A, it's a Highlands church word. They're always pouring into yeah, somebody. Pour, they, yeah. Anyway, pouring in, leaning in. Word, in but I, then they I say, like the word. So good. It's so good. So okay, good. we shouldn't. Okay, you know. I know. Okay. So, but yeah, to influence and really just to kind of like speak life over and like. See what gifts they have, and um, just for it to be an experience that they walk away feeling just confident and excited and loved, and just and learn learn how to cook and and learn how to cook. Well, not Um, just for for like recreation or for fun, but like we got so many health problems nowadays because we eat the wrong foods or we eat all this processed stuff. mm -hmm. And I mean, you can have some of that stuff, but you need to eat whole foods to be. Healthy. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's a fact. Um, I'm excited to be able to influence them with some of that. But I really, uh, the take that I'm taking on that, I really don't want to teach them recipes. Because you can go get your grandma's cookbook and find a recipe. Yeah, that's true. You can YouTube, you can look up Food Network. I mean, there's a thousand ways to get recipes. But I learned early on cooking, if you teach me a technique, then I can reproduce that a thousand times. So... That's what I'm kind of gearing myself Can you towards. give us a sneak peek of a technique you're going to? You don't have to say well, how like to do it. Well, just like sauces. Like if you can learn how to make a few basic sauces, you can make 1,000 sauces. So, oh. I mean, Patrick taught me that early on. Which is the French chef you worked for. Yes. Yeah. Um, when he taught me, this was 1992, I believe. This was before Alfredo was a big thing and. Olive Garden, we have none of that. If there was Italian, it was spaghetti, meatballs, lasagna. That was, you know, that was what you got. Right. He taught me how to make Alfredo sauce and pasta, but specifically, I remember when he taught me to make Alfredo sauce, I was like 19 years old, and I remember thinking, I have all the power. (laughs) Really? I did. Why? Because it was so good. And it's so funny you thought it in, in that in those terms. I guess that I have all I the did. power because I can make Alfredo sauce. Well, now. food makes people happy. What's yeah. good? I mean, you make mediocre. What's worse than a bad meal? I mean, it's just not. It sucks for everybody. Then you got to drink all. You got to drink. Give me extra water or something. I got to do something. <laughs> but I did. I immediately, you know, when I learned something in the kitchen, I wanted to share it with my granny because she was my person. But, you know, she lived in Atlanta then. I lived in Alabama. I remember the next time I went up there, I was like, I got to show you what I learned. And she was like, good, you cooked dinner tonight. And I cooked uh, fettuccine alfredo with chicken. I made a salad and garlic bread. And you would have thought I hung the moon. Well, I mean, when I'm thinking about it in terms of if my son came home and did that or even my grandson or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would be like... Yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I've always... uh, been fascinated with that, but that's just mm-hmm. like a sauce. Um, I learned how to make a cobbler. You know, I'm still learning new techniques and new recipes, but I learned how to make a a basic cobbler from Lenora, who used to be my dining room manager. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. It was like a peach cobbler. It was so good. It was one of those that was just like crack. You know, mm-hmm. it was good. So I asked her for a recipe, and it was a simple recipe you know the it was called what they call a dump cobbler yeah which is you know equal parts uh buttermilk self-rising flour and sugar for the crust and then i realized i could put anything 
in here. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, that led me to 25 different cobbler recipes. One yeah. of them got on Food Network, the yeah. peanut butter cobbler. Yeah. So, um, I just want to teach them techniques. Yeah, I love that. I haven't heard you say that specific that in that specific way, but yeah. that makes me even more excited because yeah, you're right about that. The techniques, the blah, the techniques, yeah, are where it's at for sure. But then you can put your own mark on it. Yeah. So you might not like the way I did it. You might want to substitute pepperoni, or you know, just to t- be free, yeah. make mm-hmm. it, do it, do be thing. free. <laughs> Be free to do whatever, and then if yeah. it sucks, just don't do it again. Because <laughs> I made one time, I made chocolate chip pudding it's in the same vein as a banana pudding, but chocolate chips instead of bananas. It was the worst thing I ever put in my mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now made you know. That again. But I kept playing with it because I had an idea in my head, and I thought it would taste good. Was that? I used uh, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies and then crumbled them up, put vanilla pudding over it, and then whipped cream, and it became chocolate chip pudding at Cairo's, and it was one of my most famous desserts. Oh, that's neat. It was hard to make, but it was good. Yeah. But that came through a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Well, talk about the- hungry, and I just ate lunch. (laughs) Talk about the uh, confidence camp. Yeah, so the confidence camp, um, that's, I feel like, a little bit more- abstract in terms of what people are familiar with. I'm from Phoenix City. I'm not abstract. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, cooking camp, duh, it's food. You're learning how to make food, good food, right? I mean, simple. It's low-hanging fruit. That's what I always think in my head because people have an idea of what you're talking about. Yeah. And like you said, Mm -hmm. everybody wants to eat good food. So, of course, everybody wants to come to a cooking camp and learn how to do that. But for the confidence camp, well, first of all, I've never heard of anything like it. So that's number one. But the purpose of it... It is, like I said earlier, to just especially girls during a middle school age is kind of like the target there because I feel like those are hard years. There's a lot of changes going on in your body and Mm -hmm. um, hormones and all that stuff and just uh, also just learning how horrible um, other people friends or not friends, I guess, but in school, like social life can be and how people are treating other people and the things they're saying. And I mean, they're horrible even if you're adult, but especially if you're that age and you're just kind of like figuring out who you are and what's your identity. And And you take it to heart. You think it's you. Yeah. So really where it came from is I started in the January, I kind of pivoted and realized my sweet spot and who I love working with women. I think it's what I'm gifted at. Yeah. Um, I have wisdom in that area, God-given wisdom. Mm-hmm. But most women that have come to me wanting coaching, 99% of the time, at some point during the first initial conversation, the word confidence comes up. Mm. I don't have the confidence to, I don't know yeah. why I'm not confident enough. or And that word just always came up. And so I was actually just thinking through, praying through like, after we decide on your cooking camp, what's some kind of camp I could do? And that confidence word just kept coming up of how that maybe we can start cultivating that at a younger age. So then when we're older women, even our 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, that we have some real, real practical ways and just kind of like identity things to come back to, to lean on, to pull from, to remember who you are, how you're made, your value and your unique set of strengths and circumstances that allow you to do the things you can do. And just really to be confident no matter, no matter what your circumstances around you look like, whether it be people, whether it be where you are, whether it be that you can just stand confidently in, in who you are and how you're made and, and know what that is. So you're going to be giving girls these tools. So, yeah. So in the confidence camp we're going to be doing a strengths assessment by the gallops specifically for that age which i'm really excited one of my favorites we're going to be doing some really fun activities around that like how do you apply it in real life we're going to be having a self-defense we have a black belt all the credentials coming into how to use your voice we're having a photography session i want them to just be and wear what they feel most confident in and they're going to get a little photo shoot and (laughs) we have a guest speaker we have a lot of really neat things happening so i'm hoping my goal and prayer is that when they finish confidence camp, it's three days long, that they walk out feeling more confident about who they are, about how they're made, not mm. about their accomplishments, not about what they've done or want to do or will do, mm. but just knowing that they have a, a unique design. They have 
gifts inside of them that can be cultivated and they can stand on and feel just confident about who they are. I love that. I actually had an older lady at church on Sunday. She's actually a grandmother. (laughs) She said, I'm loving all the stuff I'm seeing that y'all are doing in Haley's confidence camp thing. I thought she was supposed to talk to me about her granddaughters. She said, I have one problem with it. So I was like, okay. And she said, (laughs) I want to (laughs) come. So I said, well, tell her. I mean, it is for girls. I mean, maybe you could help her or something. But she said, no, she needs to do one for us older people. So I said, well, I'll pass that on. Well, that's neat that she said that because really that's where the idea was birthed from is that, I mean, these, you know, my clients, my personal individual clients, They are, I think only have two that are younger than me, but the rest are older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where that came from, just hearing that word over and over again, feeling like I need more confidence to or be yeah. dot, dot, dot. Well, speaking of like spinoffs, I've had at least 30 dozen people ask me, if you're going to do a kid's camp, why don't you do an adult camp? <laughs> I'm so pumped about this. So we are looking at doing some classes in the fall for adults. Oh, we're not just looking into it. What do you mean? They are, we're, are, the dates are on them. They're ready to be signed up for. <laughs> really? Yes, they are. Okay. So, <laughs> My wife don't play. <laughs> Actually, um, I don't know if we're rambling here, but we're about to be finished with a brand new website for James. Yay. And we're super excited about that. But actually on the website What's now my website? are the classes that you can sign up for in the fall. Um, is it live? It is live. Well, I don't, I don't know it's live. WWW, I told you it was live. We're not, we're kind of officially rolling it out on this Friday, okay. but it actually is live now. There's a few tweaks I need to make, but it, you can wow. still go look at it. It's www.chefjameskjones.com. So just chefjameskjones.com. Yeah. You don't have to say the W's anymore. I know, but I I like saying it. Actually, on Google, you don't even have to put it in. What do you mean? You don't have to do www. Yeah, you're just Chef James K. Jones. (laughs) Boom, it'll... Yeah, and this will allow people to find us on Google and stuff, too. So that's That's awesome. Like classes. So my aunt was telling me, she said when her daughter, my cousin, got married... She said, she's like, I knew she didn't know how to cook. She didn't know how to do anything. She's like, I really wanted to send her and Mike to like a fun like cooking class together. She said, I thought it could be a fun present, but they live up in Virginia. And she's like, I Googled and I couldn't find anything even close to that, like in their area Do we have a theme for that? I I think that would be fun. We could add that, yeah. Okay. But, But we do have like a list of eight classes for the fall, so go check it out. Love it. Yeah. Book because we we are spaces are limited, so we're only going to take so many because you know space no, so in general space. is limited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it gets any bigger than that, you have to make it a YouTube video. Yeah, which is fine. Um, all right, so well, we have covered some topics. <laughs> now that we basically we're going to live in a guilt free zone. Yeah, we're going to be intentional with the kids, but not feel guilty. And we're going to have fun over the summer. And keep on working, not feel bad about working. We're going to create memories. Yes, I love it. I had a thought this year with Lula. This will be her only second grade summer, so I need to make the most of it. I don't need to wait till next year to figure it out. I like that. Well, somebody, actually another one of my friends um, said this and put it in this way, that when you think about it as kids, Mm -hmm. you only have... Like eighteen summers, which it's is true. not very many. No, so like in Lula's case, we've already done eight of those, so we only I have don't ten say that. left. You're gonna get me sad. <laughs> no, but the point well, is when you look at it, thing upbeat. I'm not ready for when that. You look at it in terms of that because you know the summers do seem. You know, someone once said the days are long, the years are short. Yeah, and I th- especially when your kids are little, I feel like that is so so real and relevant. Well, they're to the fun age now. I yeah. mean, we don't have to. I still have to wipe butt sometimes, but <laughs> other than <laughs> but yeah, that, they can do it a lot of stuff easier, for and it's e- and therefore somewhat easier to be intentional to enjoy. Yeah, the and their little personalities and their smart Alecness is coming yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, my kids get that from your side of the family. <laughs> yeah, right. I've just always been a pure blessing. <laughs> always considerate. Always. Always. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that covers, like, current events, so we can skip that part. You got any isms? Oh, I did before you asked me. Well, I'll do mine. Okay. (laughs) I can't help what I get tickled about. Like, if something comes out and it sounds funny and it makes me laugh, I just can't. I can't not laugh and I can't forget (laughs) once Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) 
So last Sunday, we were taking communion at the Fultondale campus. Oh, this is a little funny. <laughs> and if you go to like a bigger church or even some of the smaller churches, they use those little prefabricated cups with the wafer in the top. The little thin little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you got like grape juice on the bottom, a little bread wafer on the top, but there's two peels you have to peel back. So I've always been annoyed with the top one. <laughs> I used to let you do it for me because I couldn't get it off. But this past Sunday, our campus pastor was like, all right. And I mean, this was totally sincere, but I got tickled. He said, you're just going to pull that top layer back and just expose your wafer. (laughs) 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 I looked over at you and I was like, he just told me to expose my wafer. (laughs) (laughs) No, you said, have you exposed your wafer? That's what you said. Well, I got tickled and I couldn't. (laughs) And of course, then you got on to me. You know, this is communion. We're doing all that. Mm. But all week long, I was walking around the house saying, I'm going to expose my wafer to you. (laughs) Don't you expose your wafer. (laughs) So uh, Mm. uh, summertime at Highlands, we have, you know, we don't have Wednesday night services, but we do first Wednesday. Every first Wednesday, we have a... um, the service, but during the summer they do a thing called Cokes on the Lawn, where all you know the family go out there, drink cokes, eat ice cream, kids run around, get sugared up, and you gotta let them run run it out so they'll sleep. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny, and I was gonna tease my campus pastor. And him and his wife were talking to each other, and I said, "Excuse me, ma'am, is this is this guy exposing his wafer to you?" <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect example how they you clearly say a joke that people are not. They did not. She was like, "What?" He was like, "What?" But then after I explained it to him, he thought it was funny too. It was good humor. But um, I just can't help it when I hear stuff like that, and it tickles me. It's just, it's just funny, and it doesn't mean I'm making fun of anybody. Or I'm, you know, it's just funny. You're not taking it seriously. It, that was a little funny. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I agree. That was funny. I don't think I ever forget exposure wafer. <laughs> Okay, and now no one else. Okay. Um, okay, so my ism, speaking of the website. Yeah. So I was working with a girl who was helping me, and of course it's her, it's what she does. She's good at it. She's experienced, whatever. I My experience is exactly zero before doing yeah. this website. And she kept saying through this whole process, it's super easy. All you have to do is, it's really simple. Yeah. It's basic computer skills. It's really easy. And finally, I was like, if you tell me something is easy Uh, one more time, I'm going to strangle you. (laughs) And it just like, and now I hear it everywhere and I'm so like sensitive to it. Like when people are like, oh, it's really easy. I'm like, you better watch when you're saying that. Well, it's because it's easy to her. Exactly. Well, that's my point. But I'm I'm thankful for it because now, because I know that I say that in other, you know, Mm -hmm. scenarios. Just do it. Just do it. But like, yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. So easy. But like when I have never done something before and you're talking about like technical back end stuff, like, Mm -hmm. and details, like, you know, my attention to detail, it's not that it doesn't come natural to me. Mm -hmm. And she kept saying it was so easy and it's really simple. I mean, it's so easy, but I felt like there was a lot of emphasis on it Yeah, that it became like my pet peeve. So now like my new pet peeve is when people say something is so easy and so simple <laughs> and I hear people saying it everywhere now. <laughs> We do, but we do. I do that with cooking. Like it's simple. Just just you do do that with cooking because that's what I'm good. That's what I'm wired. Right. But then, like, if you give me a doorknob and tell me to change, remember I had to change the doorknob out down there. I didn't want to call somebody. And I think we were broke, but the doorknob broke. Yes. I went to Lowe's, bought a doorknob, watched 14 YouTube videos. (laughs) Took me four hours to get all of which were probably telling you how easy it was. Yeah. But, you know, I used to work at the foundry where we had a maintenance crew. If a doorknob went out, you would call them. They'd run over there, and it'd be like, (laughs) and it's done. So it's like, okay, that took five minutes. Right. Why is this taking me four hours? Right. It's because I don't know how to do it. (laughs) I mean, the same was when we bought this house. Uh, When you turn the water on in the downstairs on the workshop side, it had a leak in it. And so I tried to fix the leak. And I remembered from some class I took in high school, you could like wrap a pipe with this plumber stuff and mm-hmm. it would fix the leak. Couldn't fix the leak. It got worse. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> so Judah flushed a toy down the toilet two, three weeks after that, and we had to call the plumber out to blow the pipe out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, while you're here, you know, since you're, I know you're going to charge me $378 because that's what you do. No matter what you do, it's going to be $378, this particular plumber. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't use him no more. Um, 
can you look at my uh, my hose pipe thing? It's it's leaking, and I've I'm, I was like telling him I've wrapped it in, you know, and he was just like literally still had his pliers in his hands from what he was doing. And I was like, oh, it's loose. And he just took it and he turned it. He's like, I'll fix. No charge. <laughs> I was like, but that, <laughs> finally. <laughs> no, but that, he knew the problem. Right. Right. You no, know, we don't. I right. Mean, anyway, that's just something that's been highlighted to me the last that's few funny. weeks. But I like yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> there was a story about Henry Ford, and I'll shut up after this. When he was, you know, he was making all the money, making all the cars. But he had a problem on his assembly line. He called somebody to come out and fix something. And the guy gave him a bill for like $5,000. And he freaked out. I was like, why are you charging only here for 30 minutes? You know, why don't you charge me that much? You know, I'm trying to do all the things. And so the guy said, actually, I'm only charging you a dollar. A dollar was for the work I did because I just turned a few screws. But the $4,999 that I'm charging you is because I knew where to turn the screws. So... <laughs> That was great. Next. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's so true, though. All right, guys. We hope you are enjoying your summer, having good times, fun times, Being sunny days. about enjoying it. Soaking up that vitamin D. Yes. <laughs> I had a guy ask me at church the other day, how do you get so tan? Like, what have you been doing? You been going to tanning bed? I was like, no, I cut my own grass. That's how I got so tan. <laughs> You're very proud of that. I feel like you mention that on a semi-regular basis. I do. No, I, I, love, I actually enjoy cutting the grass, and um, I can't afford to pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. So there's okay. that. I think even if you could, you would still want to cut it. Yeah, no, I like that. I know you. Yeah. And it's a workout, too. Yeah. So. All right, guys. We hope y'all are having an awesome summer. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting us in so many ways. Check out the new website. It was so easy to build. <laughs> <laughs> give, give her some kudos, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey guys, we hope you enjoy the podcast. Written and produced by the Team Jones Company. Yours truly, James and Haley Jones. If you're interested in advertising with us, head over to teamjones.co and click the Join Forces button. We'll get in touch and consider whether or not it's a good fit. Schedule us for your podcast or to be considered as a guest on our platform. Contact us by heading over to teamjones.co and clicking the Join Forces button. And hey guys, for exclusive content, download the Patreon app and look up Team Jones media you'll find many levels of subscriptions but all levels have one feature you'll get early access to all of our podcast platforms when they're completely free from ads the straight out of prison podcast the for real real and there in the gap other ways to support us is by liking and sharing the podcast or follow us on social media facebook instagram tiktok youtube and more i'll also put all that in the show notes it's really too much to mention here thank you for your support and thank you for being a part of our story Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Written and produced by the Team Jones Company. Yours truly, James and Haley Jones. If you're interested in advertising with us, head over to teamjones.co and click the Join Forces button. We've redesigned our media kit with some exciting new details. If you'd like more information about being a sponsor, email me, Haley, Haley at teamjones.co. It's not .com. The best way to support us is by telling your friends and family about the podcast. Other ways to support us is by liking and sharing the podcast and giving us a review. Well, as long as you think we did good. <laughs> or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and more. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for all your support, all your encouragement, and thank you for being a part of our story. All right, guys, y'all show some love to the sponsors of the Straight Out of Prison podcast. Our friend Keely Brown runs her family-owned HVAC Home and Commercial Services. Is your system ready for the summer? Schedule a system checkup or reprogram your thermostat. They offer residential and commercial, at home or at work. They really do what they say and they say what they do. Our family serving your family has been their core value since day one. 
Their founder and owner, Mr. Robert Holland, made sure the foundation of home and commercial services was and is integrity. Now, remember, Haley, we, we catered an event last December where he was a part of the group that we were feeding. But it was interesting to learn that when he was a young man, when he first started in the HVAC business, Mr. Holland actually got in trouble with, for not adding new parts that the people didn't need. And they were like, why didn't you sell the parts? And he was like, because I could fix them. And they were like, no, no, you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. Like, you just got to put new parts. And he was like, but they didn't need new parts. And it bugged him so much that he went out and started his own business. And that's the foundation of home and commercial services. And we can attest to that personally. I mean, they've done so much stuff for us. It's crazy. I love that story. And I think it speaks to, obviously, his integrity and what he's built his business on that integrity. Right now, the most economical service they offer is their annual residential service agreement. For $150, you'll get two annual checkups, and that's for one system. If if it's an additional system, it's 25% off. Anyways, the annual contract includes priority service, normal rates for after-hour service, 10% discount on any repairs, and a 5% discount on any new installations. It's a good deal especially with the heat of the summer coming. Home and Commercial Services works on all name brands of heating and air conditioning units, gas furnaces, heat pumps, walk-in coolers, and smart thermostats. No job is too big or too small. Call or text Keeley at 205-798-0635. Or you can email at office at Holland. HCS.com. You can look up Holland Home and Commercial Services on Instagram for daily tips and more. Or you can check out their website, HollandHCS.com. We have some amazing friends and supporters of the podcast, Lynn and Debbie Hurst, who own Hurst Towing and Recovery in Fultondale and Hayden, Alabama. They serve the Jefferson, Blunt, and surrounding counties. They tow light and heavy-duty vehicles, and they're always there to help. We wouldn't call anybody else. We would never call anybody else, and that's a fact. Would you like to work for an amazing company that treats their employees like family? The Hearst are hiring. Full and part-time positions. Give them a call today. Hearst Towing is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They've been in our area since January of 1987. They have a heart to serve, and they love making an impact in the communities they grew up in. The Hearst definitely make a difference in our world. And they have definitely made a difference in our lives. Dispatchers are always ready to receive calls at 205-631-8697. That is 205-631-TOWS. T-O-W-S. <laughs> you, get, you get me every time I, with the toes. <laughs> <laughs> or check out their website at hearsttowing.com. Now, y'all know James from the podcast, but he also is an amazing cook and private chef. I can attest to that personally. I've had many years of experience in food, just working in, managing, and even owning a couple restaurants. One of his greatest passions is preparing delicious food. You know, if somebody's going through something or through a hard time and you don't know what to do, you can always cook for them. Head over to ChefJamesKJones.com to join our email list. Once you do that, you can stay updated on everything that we're doing. 